I had a very strange childhood. Had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. What do you get when you combine astrology, spirituality, energetic healing, and intuition? A whole lot of healing. And today's guest will show us exactly why. She's an international spiritual teacher, a consciousness guide, soul astrologer, and founder of Soul Link. This is the story of the cosmic body with Danielle Page. Danielle, so good to see you. Thank you so much for having me on here. I appreciate it. Listen, there's so much we could get into, but I really do want to start to go into the story, your journey before the awakening and talk about some of the health issues you suffered from, including Lyme disease. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the the journey with my health was probably one of the biggest awakenings that I had. Um, we have many throughout life. I'm sure there's another one coming. And um, But it really was, I want to just start with saying it was horrific in many ways and also beautiful in many ways. I think that's really important that we understand the bigger picture and I've come out the other side. So in, it was around 2017, I got um, sick and I didn't know what it was. And um, I w- just got back from a month in Colombia. I was having the time of my life. I was falling in love, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, it's like, you know, things happen when you're depressed. And I want to point out, it was actually the height of my career. I had worked really hard before this and things were kind of coming to a head with my career in a beautiful way that they haven't before. Again, I was in Colombia. I was learning Spanish, still don't know Spanish, working on that one. <laughs> um, try, try very hard. And, um, you know, salsa dancing. And I loved it. And I was, I met someone there and I was falling in love. So that's really important that it felt like, and it looked like from the outside, everything was going great. Right. And so I got, I came back and I got sick and I didn't know what it was. And I kept going to the doctor. And at this point, um, you know, no disrespect, but I didn't really know anything outside of Western medicine at all. It was like, okay, I, you know, I was in the program of which many people are, you get sick, you go to the doctor, you get an antibiotic, and that's just what you do. You take a pill. So I'm, I want to say openly that that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. So I went, I got the antibiotics, you know, they didn't know it was wrong. It started like, um, you know, I'm learning uh, in Chinese medicine, this whole area is where a lot of disease starts, right? And so everything was kind of starting around here, earaches, um, felt like I had water in my ear, being sick, I had the flu, and so they gave me antibiotics. And um, I think at first it went away a little bit, came back, went back to the doctor. Oh, it's not working. Could I have another pill? Right. So I, they gave me more and I kept getting sick. And so I had the flu over and over and over again. I mean, it was almost like seven times in a row. And I was still trying to live my life. So I, at this point, like that's what woke me up to say, like, there's a problem here. And, um, you know, I don't know what this is. So in that process, that's when because I do have a strong connection with spirit. That's when spirit started giving me messages of you need to stop this direction and you need to go this way. Okay. But it wasn't a clear cut of do this, this, and this. It was just, you need to go this direction. And they also were very clear with me that this was an upgrade. So when I first found out it was upgrade, I was like, oh, okay, it's upgrade. I'm good. Like I'll be fine in like a month, you know? But what I didn't understand is spirit has no concept of time. And what is upgrade to them in a split second ended up being five years for me. Okay. So um, it took me about a year to get a real diagnosis of Lyme. 
And that was because I went to a doctor, a functional doctor, and I asked for that. No, nobody even brought that up to me. So that was really interesting. Um, I had changed my diet. I went to Ayurvedic medicine. I did Panchakarma, where it's like a week long and they give you enemas, um, lymphatic massage, herbs, right? And, um, you know, clean out your nasal passages. They do everything. That helped a lot on the journey, but I was still sick. So long story short, I, I was diagnosed with Lyme. And then during this five-year process, I learned that Lyme comes along with co-infections, right? Lyme, when you have Lyme, you have mold, you have fungus, you have Epstein-Barr. My Epstein-Barr numbers were like off the chart. My thyroid, which I always had stuff with my thyroid before, but it it just went crazy afterwards. Like I couldn't regulate it. So needless to say, this has been a five-year journey of me learning wholeness with myself. And I found out, so not everyone We'll always find out the information of um, an illness, right? Um, I every everything to me I see happens energetically. It starts in the energetics and then it goes into the physical. We have to take care of the physical, but we also have to take care of the energetics. So to me, this was a lot of trauma that I was clearing from my childhood, right? And I didn't have an abusive childhood, but I did go through trauma, right? And we all store trauma differently. So a lot of people need to realize that a lot of our health is connected to our trauma and to our, um, which basically means we're upgrading our body. We're clearing out the density in our body and upgrading. So during this process, I learned about the body, right? I learned about health. I learned how everything's connected. I learned how mind-body connection. I learned about what your liver does. I learned about the kidneys. I learned about the adrenals, right? I learned that you can't just do one thing and it's all encompassing. It's a holistic lifestyle. So I had to change everything about my life, you know? How was I waking up? What was I doing? How was I sleeping? Who was in my life? What were my thoughts? You know, how was I moving throughout the day? What was I eating? How was I breathing? Um, every single thing about my life had to change. So it wasn't a one-step thing. It was a journey. And it did. It took five years for me to come back, I feel like, into wholeness where I feel really good with who I am. But again, I learned that this was contracted for my journey. So it was going to happen regardless. Yeah. It's a journey that so many people talk about that's always so personal to to whoever is going through it, but that so many go through. And I'm glad you brought up that emotional side of it because Lyme disease, so many people think is just Borrelia. It is not. It is co-infections, but even more so, it is the energetic side and emotional, psycho-emotional. We see so many patients that come through our doors here at our clinic and basically say, give me the antimicrobials, give me whatever you got without the antibiotics to kill that bacteria. But then when you say you got to address the emotional, because that's part of it, they go, oh, no, 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 I, I don't want to. <laughs> it's scary for people. It is. And, you know, I realized that I wasn't even talking about the emotional part in the beginning when I started talking about my Lyme, because it was so natural to me, because this is my world. I go into my emotional world and I clear it. But you're right. It is very scary to a lot of people. But here's the thing, as you know, we could all contract Lyme, but if your immune system is strong enough, your immune system could fight it off. Okay. So why is your immune system compromised? Like what, you know, what toxins are in your body and what is the self-worth? You know, if I look back and I'm being very real and honest, if I look back, I had so much self-hate and so much um, negativity in my mind, not because I was a bad person, but because I was in fear and I was scared and I was you know, in survival mode. So I look back in years and years and years of that. That's why I'm constantly encouraging people, constantly um, having them see the good and constantly showing them that there is light at the end of the tunnel because I had such negativity because I was scared and I didn't know. And, you know, I honestly felt like I raised myself, you know, so like that I did the best that I could at that time with what I had. 
Yeah. And I, I do fear with everything you're saying, you know, that idea of fear, isolation, loneliness playing a part. You're probably going to see things like Lyme disease go up over the years. Yes. And I know you're doing an amazing job to combat that. But then you got mainstream media, you got decisiveness and pop, you got just overall, there's a lot of fear going on. Do you feel that that's one of our biggest issues these days is the mass amount of fear and stress we're under that is going to impact our immune system and allow not just, let's say, a virus to attack, but everything. It's really everything out there can take advantage of that. A thousand percent. And, you know, when everything was happening with the abortion issue and it got very polarizing, I made a post. I don't have the exact words. It's on my Instagram. And I made a post and I said, listen, whatever side, because, again, they want you to take sides with everything. Whatever side you're on, whatever you believe in, you're going to have to learn to regulate your nervous system because mm -hmm. they're not going to stop, right? And it, we're, it's coming at all, and I have chills as I'm saying that, it's coming from all different angles. I mean, you turn on the news, which I don't, I don't even own a TV. Um, I don't even know if there's, I'm in an Airbnb, I don't even know if there's one here, <laughs> but I don't own one at home. And you, they pump fear into you because when you are in fear, your immune system is lowered, you're easier to control, right? We, we know all this with, with 2020 and you become a puppet to the system, right? And um, you are a lot more organized and manageable when you are not, when you're in group think, right? And you're not thinking for yourself and you don't have your own sovereignty, right? So unfortunately, we, we've seen that this is a goal, of, and this is part of the agenda. This is not a conspiracy. You just open your eyes and look, right? So absolutely, that is something that no matter what you believe in, no matter what you do, how your lifestyle is, you're going to have to learn to work with your immune system, work with your emotions, and regulate your um, your nervous system because it's not going to stop. And the astrology is just getting more intense and more intense. And we also have more light flooding the planet than we've ever had. So let me just talk about that for a moment. Please. When we have more light flooding the planet, light is information, the light is consciousness. What do you think happens? It comes into our body. And this is where the cosmic body came from. It comes into our body and it doesn't just like, oh, we're just, we're enlightened and we have all this light. No. What do you think it needs to do? It needs to, I'm breaking this down so you can understand, it needs to create space. So this light comes in, but then you're filled with all this density and density doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means all the crap and the bullshit that you believed when you were younger, which we all have, right? So where do you think that has to go? That has to clear out. So we have to clear out our trauma. We have to clear out our stuff. And this is where there's a lot of projections and a lot of shadows and a lot of people scream and yell at other people because nobody has been taught how to regulate their nervous system and learn emotional intelligence. We're not taught this in school. We are not taught this in school and nobody knows what they're doing, yet we're humans on earth and people have no idea how to work with their emotional field. But guess what? We are emotional, energetic beings and everything starts in the energetic and emotional field. And that's where, you know, I know that this was part of my journey, but I also understand that my childhood led up to me having a compromised immune system, having um, a lot of trauma in my field. And so when Lyme hit me, my body or, you know, if it's someone else's body, didn't have the energy to fight it off. So it was just a perfect storm waiting to happen. And that's another thing I just want to throw in here. The body, I see it as a bucket. We keep adding stuff to it. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. If you keep adding toxins in, at some point, the body's going to tip if you're not detoxing, if you're not clearing it out, if you're not working on your stuff. And I didn't know any of this. And so my, my bucket just tipped. And that's what it was. It came down to my bucket tipped. 
And so that's why I constantly share, listen, I'm not a doctor, but guess what? After five years of being immersed in this on the ground, slurring my words, crying, not being able to walk in bed for about a year off and on, I learned a lot about the body and the emotional field and spirits giving me information, right? So I'm sharing the information to help speed up people's journey. Yeah. And that information is so critical because so many people lack the awareness. That's it. It's not that you lack the ability to understand this. It's not that you're lacking anything. In fact, it's all inside you. You just need the awareness to bring it out, right? That's the key. You're right. And that's why I keep sharing. And you know, a lot of people don't want to hear it. A lot of people, you know, yell at me all the time because I'm not a doctor. And I'm like, are we so programmed that we're only allowed to listen to a doctor in a white coat, but we don't listen to the intelligence of our body? Like that's the program that we need to get out of and we need to relearn. And sure, there are doctors that help us along the way. Absolutely. But also it comes back to, we know our body. I, I work with great doctors now um, in Miami and you know, one of the doctors, he's a little bit more aggressive in his approach. And he said things and my body's instantly like, no. So I'm like, no, let's half that dose or take this down a notch, even with the IV, because I know my body. And that's the beauty of being in connection and being in service to your body. Your body is going to tell you your body has an intelligence and an innate wisdom. And if we listen enough, our body reacts and tells us yes or no, always. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of the body's intuition, your intuition, something I really want to jump into because I find too many people out there just do not connect with their intuition or just have lost that sort of connection or the ability to even trust in themselves. And then they seek outside. You probably see it all the time. They're like, Danielle, what should I do? I'm having this, this. It's like, what does your body want you to do? Because I can't answer that question. I can give you my experience. And that's where I do find You know, social media is great for picking up other people's experiences and gaining hope and seeing the story. But it's not to say, what did you do? I'm going to do the same exact thing and get the same results. And that's where I always go. You got to go inside for that. A thousand percent. So tell us about that intuition. What First off, what do you think it is that is stopping us from being the intuitive kind of master creatures that we normally naturally are into this sort of easy manipulated, no idea about a connection to the body and almost ignoring the intuition? Well, if you think about it from birth, the minute we come out of the womb, the minute we come out of the portal, we're usually in a hospital setting, right? We're usually um, in an environment that is not the most loving. We are then pumped with toxins straight in our eyes, straight in our arms, So the moment that light comes out into human form, we're then shoved shit in our body that is then density weighing us down. Then we grow up. And again, nothing against anyone's parents or anyone's family, but most people don't know. So you repeat a cycle. You then come into a family environment where it's like they're doing exactly what their doctor says, not listening to their body. They're watching the news. The news says, you know, jump up and down 10 times on your right leg or or you're going to get a disease, right? We have to do this, right? So they're like, oh, I, you know, I'm a good person. I don't want anything to happen to me or my daughter or my son. So we're going to do this, right? So it starts immediately that they're programmed. So what does the child learn? The child learns that mom is doing this, dad is doing this. I'm being told what it is. Okay, so I'm just going to follow orders. So it's like Simon says, do this, right? It's the game. 
So from birth, we're literally put in this matrix, in this program that says, whatever you do, don't listen to your innate wisdom because everything outside of you, the distractions, the music, the frequencies that are not even healing, the, the media, right? That even the teachers, you know, not, I mean, there's a million great teachers, but a lot of teachers are also in the system that don't know. So they're just repeating and regurgitating information. So it takes a very unique soul. We all have this, right? But it almost like we're in the dark. Imagine it takes a very strong soul to be like, okay, I'm in the dark, but I'm still going to find my way to the door. Right. And some people are going to be like, no, I can't find it. It's too dark. I get it. You know, that's hard. Like, I don't blame them for being like, oh, I don't want to find it. Just tell me where it is. But then every once in a while, the spark within you, the, your soul says, Hey, I know it's hard, but find that door. Because when you open it again, I have chills. When you open it, that's where the light is going to come in and you're going to find so much more. So my whole journey is reminding people that we're in a program. Like on my um, Instagram bio, I wrote um, pleasure over programs, right? And it's such a simple thing, but it's like summarizes this matrix. Bring in pleasure, bring in joy, bring in your own intuition. Who cares if people think it's weird? Who cares if people think it's funny? Who cares if people have never seen it before? I don't know any mystic teacher leader in life that hasn't been ridiculed for something they're doing because they are ahead of the curve. So we have to find our light and we have to listen to our intuition. So again, everything comes back to trusting yourself, listening to your heart and soul. And to answer your question, when someone messages me like, oh, what do I do about this? I always tell them, I will not tell you the answer. What I'm going to say is sit down, place your hand on your heart, talk to your heart, create a relationship between you and your heart and your soul and ask your heart questions. I'm not going to give you the answer. I'm not a Psychic, where you put in 25 cents, right? Deposit 25 cents and when you tell you an answer. I get it. There's a time and a place for that kind of coaching, but that needs to be with someone that is in their power, not someone that is saying, everyone tell me what to do, you know? And I did that when I was younger too. I even literally would call, this is so funny and embarrassing, but I'm sharing. <laughs> when I was younger, I literally would call 1-800 psychic lines and I'd be like, well, you know, is he going to like, am I going to get back together with this guy? Does he like me? Right. And it's like, I, it's so funny to me. And I shared that story one time with um, a retreat I did with my like students and they were just like laughing. And I'm like, all I would do was call the 1-800 psychic line because I felt like they had the power and they knew everything. And there was no way I would get the answer. There's no way I would know. Right. But I'm glad I went through that because I had to learn that's not the way that's yeah. not the way at all. Yeah, no, embarrassing story right back at you. I once had a bad breakup. I found myself just throughout the day going on forums and like typing to strangers, like, what should I do to get her back? And it's like, I look back on like, what was I thinking? Like strangers. Yes, like, yes, oh, you yes, should go yes, like buy her yes, a car. I was like, yes. oh, good idea. It's like, that's terrible, terrible idea. But you know, that's it. I had such a lack in understanding my own decision was the best decision. I needed to move on. I yep. needed to grow and evolve. It wouldn't be easy. I know all that now, but looking back, it, it's like we have this, I think it's fear and other things as well, but we want to reach out to others and be like, give me the answer. Just the one thing that's going to take this all away. And unfortunately for a lot of people who are in pain or, or going through a disease, that's what conventional medicine says. Yes. Here's the answer. It's a pill. Keep taking it for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And it's not the answer though, right? No. And even at one point on my journey, you know, my parents, they're very loving and supportive people, um, but they, we have very different views of life and everything. And 
you know, even my my father, who's an aerospace engineer, okay, so very analytical, you know, left brain logical. He even said to me, I don't understand why you're still sick. Why can't you just take a, take a pill and be done with this? <laughs> and, you know, I literally said, listen, this is how I'm going to go on my journey. I'm not going traditional medicine. And if you want to be in my life, I need you to support me or I need you to step aside. And I said that to my father, because again, I was going through so much that I was very clear that this is my path. And I cannot have anyone in my life, I don't care who you are, that if you are not supportive of my journey and my choices, then I need you to step out of the way. And that's just the way it was. And that takes a lot of bravery. That takes a lot of going against probably, you know, and and kind of pushing into something that's uncomfortable. Yes. Do you feel that that's part of it, even from a spiritual energetic realm? Change is always difficult. We know that. But do you feel more people need to kind of push through instead of this you know, the over sanitization of everything, like no risk, no anything. I want it all set up for me in this, like, you know, no pain. If I hear something that I don't agree with safe space, I need, do you feel like that is part of what's holding us back and actually leading us to disease that we're not stepping into uncomfortable situations, even when our spirit is asking us to go through them? I think that is a huge component of it because again, you know, I actually did a post this morning and I said, in 10 years, this is going to be mainstream. You know, we understand there's there's a there's a whole genre or group of people that understand mind-body connection. Then there's a whole group of people that don't see how it's connected at all. But I don't feel as humanity, we truly understand emotions and impact because just what you've said, making that decision, I'm going to be sovereign, I'm going to go for this, I'm going to, even if it's uncomfortable that shifts our energetic field and that changes our chakra system and that changes, not changes our chakra system, but um, amplifies them and strengthens them. So everything is an emotional component. So yes, I agree with that, that we don't understand as humanity how deeply connected the emotions are to illness. And now, I mean, it's not just that, it's what they're putting in the food, it's what they're putting in the water, it's what they're spraying in the air. So our bodies we're not equipped to be like, oh, we're just going to take on all these toxins and thrive. No, our body is still powerful. So we're going to take on these toxins and we're going to move through it, but we might not be thriving as much. That's why we have to detox. That's why we have to clean stuff. And then we have to move through the emotional component. But again, to go back to what you're saying before, we are not taught this in school. You know, you could have a CEO that is amazing in business and running a company and really gets what to do. And and that's beautiful. And we need all sorts of people and all sorts of ideas. But at the end of the day, most people, it doesn't matter how successful you are, do not know how to regulate their emotions. And again, we are energetic beings. That's what this experience on earth is. And until we understand that, until we learn that it's not woo-woo, that it's not BS, Right. I don't think we're going to heal as humanity because we even saw in 2020, you know, if you didn't have this and if you didn't do something that they said, people would scream and yell. Well, what is that? That's fear being projected because I'm so afraid that if you didn't do something, it's going to kill me. And so I'm going to yell at you because I don't feel safe in my own body. Hello, root chakra issues. (laughs) All right. And then look at the toilet paper issue that went up, which is completely connected to root chakra. I mean, you can't make the stuff. Sometimes Earth is like a comedy show. It's like curb your enthusiasm. Oh, the universe has an incredible like sense of humor, right? It's it's just kind of it's chuckling in the background while we just take it so seriously. And as like if you were an observer from above, you'd just be like, "This is incredible comedy." (laughs) And that's what I do. Um, so one of my gifts is I have the ability to zoom out, 
and yeah. see things from a higher perspective. That is my strength and my gift. So there's often times that I'm sitting here and I'm just watching people. And again, this is not in judgment. This is in higher observation of saying, if they only can see themselves, mm. why, you know, it's like, what, how are they acting like this? What is like, what is humanity doing? And I do, I watch this and I'm like, I'm embarrassed sometimes for humanity. And I'm listening, I'm not trying to sound like, oh, I'm so evolved and ascended and perfect. No, I do my own shit. But as a whole, you know, when I'm deeply aligned with my higher self, one of my gifts is the ability to zoom out and see things and put connect the dots. And so I'm watching humanity. And honestly, like I just kept saying, people are like, how are you not scared in 2020? I'm like, this is a clown show. You, you <laughs> got to just put on your clown nose and you got to just go with it somehow. Right. Like I'm, I'm like, it's, it's comical at the same time. It is scary and sad. Yes. <laughs> but you have to have all emotions because that's, we're not suppressing anything here. No, it's the polarity of time. It's like, if you looked at it really, really kind of uh, macro, you would say these are the best times ever, meaning like, you know, you're living longer in a sense. You have like all these amenities. It's also a really fucking scary time. It's like, yeah. you know, there's yeah. a lot of this and there's so much divisiveness and, and so much like hatred going on, too. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 both. And that's the polarity of the world. But, you know, to bring it back to us being such emotional, energetic beings, which we are, what are you teaching the people to ground themselves a little bit to understand that they are emotional beings and how to control those emotions. Cause I see it a lot too. Listen, I drove from New York city into long Island where the clinic is. It's a rainy morning, tons of traffic, people cutting you off left and right. My emotions were just getting the worst of me at that point. I put on a meditation that was, and I was still kind of cursing, but <laughs> I was catching myself in between the meditation, but it's difficult. Uh, Absolutely. What are you teaching? And here's the thing. We're all human. So yeah. no one is coming on here being like, I'm so perfect. I never <laughs> yell. I never, I mean, no, that's complete bullshit, right? Yep. We're human. But the thing on this journey, what to answer your question of what I'm really teaching is to learn to take responsibility for our actions. So I see it less as controlling and more responsibility because if I, let's say I'm driving and I'm like screaming at the person because they cut me off, right? It's my responsibility to then regulate my nervous system, bring my energy back, be aware and watch myself and be like, oh, whoa, that was, that was kind of unnecessary. I don't need to, I don't need to be like that. So let me rein it in. Let me just, you know, what happened today? Did something happen? Did my, my husband, my lover, my my boss, my did they say something to me that triggered me? You know, what happened? So then we go in and we ask ourselves questions and we form a relationship. And then most of the time, here's the thing. We have outbursts because we're not actually processing. And people don't understand that to process, sometimes all it is is, you know what? I'm feeling really sad today. Or I'm feeling really goddamn angry. Okay. So let me just breathe in that. And what happens if you just sit in that? and you allow that space without judging it, without creating a story, what happens is it comes through and it passes through you. Instead of it getting wrapped up and revved up, is if we just allow ourselves to be like, you know what, I'm having a really bad day. I feel really sad today. I want to cry it out. Okay, I'm going to cry it out. And because I'm having a sad day and I've learned from the past, I'm not going to make decisions today because I can see because I'm learning that I'm not coming from my highest self. So any decision I make is going to be based on my wounding, is based on my fear. And I have days like that too, where I'm like, I'm absolutely not making a decision today. And I'll just maybe lay in bed or go for a walk or have a cry. 
And then tomorrow I wake up and I'm like, oh, I feel, I feel so much better. Right. And so, okay, let me go back and I can make those decisions from a clear point of view. So again, I think it's less about controlling and it's more about taking responsibility and allowing ourselves to actually feel, because if we just feel we've even seen grown men, we're like, I haven't cried in years. And I cried. And then they're like, wow, I feel so much better. Right. Because it's just passing through. And it is crazy to think that like, oh, men don't cry and men don't have this, right? Like, what are they aliens? Like, are they like not emotional beings that we don't know about? Are they from another star system that we should, um, you know, test them and understand that like they don't have emotional bodies, right? We're all human. We're all going to feel so the sooner we can feel and just without judging, that's the key word. Do not judge. Like if I'm angry, I'm allowed to be angry. Let me find out why. Let me ask myself questions. And if I'm sad, I'm going to allow myself to cry and be sad without being like, oh, this always happens to me. And then, you know, we go in this domino effect. So the responsibility that we have is to catch ourselves before we go down the rabbit hole. And maybe your rabbit hole used to be three days of depression. And maybe you can get it in one hour now. And then maybe it's going to change to like 10 minutes of like, you know what? This is old shit. I don't need to deal with that. I'm a sovereign being. I'm a multidimensional being. I'm a badass motherfucker. I can do this. Like, I don't need this. Like, that's right. Like, I can change my life right now. So we have that choice. And responsibility is so empowering because it puts it back in your hands. I remember for a while where I would have those kind of outbursts and be with them for days. Yes. And it sucked. And I'd be like, I have no choice. This is how I'm wired, I said. Like, that was my excuse. And then after years of therapy, treat like all sorts of things to optimize me, I wasn't sick, but I my mentally maybe not all there was that opportunity to say, no, I'm responsible for this. I could still have that outburst, but it's going to be gone in a few minutes of yeah. breathing, of ho'oponopono, meta meditation, like all these things, right? I have the tools now to turn it from a three-day serious problem into a five-minute nothing basically. And that's what consciousness and spirituality is. Spirituality is not how many crystals I'm wearing on my neck, how many, you know, like handstands I can do in yoga. I mean, that stuff is all great, but spirituality is really, do I have awareness that I can see my own patterns playing out that I don't need to go down that road anymore? Mm. And that again, so empowering. And that's why even in alchemy, it's really spirit first. That's where it all starts. That's where the most power it is. Then mind. And finally, this body you just kind of inhabit over time. So, I mean, we've established we're definitely emotional, energetic beings, but, but let's go a little further into cosmic beings, because you talk a lot about the cosmic body and astrology. And I know There are a lot of doctors out there that I know personally that would say, all right, astrology is completely out of the picture here of science, guys. Like, why are we even talking about this? Whereas if you go back to, let's say, the early alchemists, which were really scientists, that was just a different name. Newton was an alchemist. Paracelsus was a great alchemist. uh, Hermes. So they understood you need to look into the stars to truly understand because we are cosmic beings. We are not just sitting on this earth completely in a vacuum. So can you go into that? Because you're self-taught astrology, but you really do lean in on that a lot with your work. So what does astrology mean to you? So I just want to say that I completely understand if there's someone listening that's like, I can't believe we're even talking about astrology right now. It's bullshit. I get it. Listen, I'm very logical. I'm a trained interior architect. That's what I was doing before. I grew up with a father that's aerospace engineer, right? 
I'm, I'm very left-brained as well as being connected to spirit. So I completely understand that, you know, my dad still does not get it. Um, and so we kind of laugh about it and it's, you know, you just kind of accept that it's his journey. He doesn't need to get it. Right. So I understand that if people are not open to it, but I also want to let people know that the reason why they're not open to it is because it's another program that we've been told that it's bullshit. So astrology, first of all, I want to say is not horoscopes. I don't, I don't do horoscopes. You know, in some ways, horoscopes have given it, made it mainstream, and it's really important for a crossover to bring things to the mainstream. But that's not true astrology. You know, it's not like, oh, every today, every tourist, you're just going to, you know, win $5 million, right? That's not the astrology that I do. When I had my awakening, I found astrology and it was a tool for me to help me understand myself because as I was having my awakening, my old self was dying. So it was during the recession, there were no interior design jobs. I was also beginning to see that that wasn't my path of my soul's path, even though I liked it as a hobby and a passion, it wasn't my soul's path. So that being said, I learned astrology so I could, I'm like, listen, I don't know who I am anymore. So once somebody showed me the chart, I was like, oh, this is really great. Let me understand my behavioral patterns. And that's what astrology is. It shows you your deeply ingrained behavioral patterns. It is psychology. You are not stuck in Europe, also, a lot of the therapists know um, astrology too. And by the way, side note, when I used to do one-to-one readings, sometimes I would get in there within 10 minutes, we'd go to the 12th house, I would talk about their shit and they're like, I've been in therapy a year and we're just getting to this, <laughs> what we just did in five, 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, because it's all laid Skip out right here. here. I can see your shit. I can see what gets you stuck and trips you out over and over again. And this is one of your greatest gifts because we're going to be moving through it. So side note there, um, that's how beautiful it is. So astrology, I used it to help myself understand because I'm like, listen, maybe I don't know who I am. So I started putting together, oh, these are my strengths. This is what I'm good at. Oh, that's why I do this. That's why, oh, right. And so then I started learning my shadow energy because we all have, I call it, we have a shadow and a higher octave of energy. Mm -hmm. And then we have 50,000 shades of gray in between, I like to call it. <laughs> so astrology shows you, okay, well, what is my shit, right? What is my shadow energy? What is my higher octave? And then we have the choice of consciousness and awareness to then play out in the spectrum, right? So I started, I learned my love life has been a disaster in the past, right? And so I, I have one of like the hardest aspects with love, um, which is also something really beautiful and profound. But if you're playing out the shadow, which I have been my whole life, because I didn't know, um, I was playing out the shadow. So I was kind of stuck in that frequency. So when I saw that, I said, oh my gosh, I understand why I was doing that. That makes sense well, what is the higher expression? That's right. Well, let me start using it for this. So that shifted everything. And then I started playing out this higher expression because here's the thing. At the end of the day, again, we're energetic beings. I call it cosmic beings, cosmic body. We are frequency in, in this body, right? We are renting this body, but we are a soul. So our soul is choosing this frequency in this lifetime. The birth chart shows this is your energetic blueprint. This is who you are. Now, it doesn't mean you're stuck in this, but you know, I'm a Taurus sun, Cancer moon, um, Sagittarius rising. Those are behavioral patterns within me. I will never be an Aquarius rising, which is a different archetype if someone knows astrology. So I'm not even going to try to be that, right? So when you understand your archetypes, because everything in um, the universe is archetypal, even dreams and um, frequency, everything is archetypes astrology is archetypal language. So when you understand your archetypes, you understand how you're vibrating and how to increase it to a higher frequency. So this helps you with life. This helps you with your emotions. This helps you with career. This helps you with love. This helps you with health. This helps you with everything. So 
again, we are in a program and people love to make fun. I even said that today. If people are unaware, people love to make fun of something to say, oh, that's such bullshit. But really, why? Because science said it was. Well, science, we're, what we create, science is a beautiful thing. And it's also very limited to the human construct and human consciousness. So if science and if humanity hasn't identified it in this box, where you're telling me that it doesn't exist. So tell me how you have an intuition of don't turn right. And if you were to turn right, you would have just got hit by a car, right? Or we have this all the time. So sometimes science can't, it can't validate everything about this human experience because it's very limited in a human construct. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And think about the limitation of the tools we use. We're, we're just getting to the point where we're just starting to understand the quantum Absolutely. world. Just starting. Yeah, for the last hundred years, we've known we were absolutely in a quantum world. Some of the best, you know, minds out there, including Einstein, Schrodinger, all explained it to us very well. And science agrees that we live in this quantum world, but we're not using that at all in medicine, really. We're not testing for energetic Why? field, you know, of that Why? sort. Why? Right? right. That is true. But it's science, right? It's, it's right. again, it has the limitations. It's limited, too. Yeah. And, you know, the whole trust the science, I mean, that was the yeah. biggest um, most brilliant marketing campaign I've ever heard. I mean, I give them credit. That is incredible. Right. But that's also feels very, you know, I don't want to get too much into it, but um, it feels very much propaganda that we heard in World War II. Same kind of energy. Now, again, I am Jewish person, so I'm going to say this. Um, I'm not comparing what we went through to the Holocaust, but I am saying that the propaganda that they used, if you go back and you do the research, it is very, very similar. So again, I am Jewish and I am saying this because people say, I can't believe you would say that. But listen, I am Jewish and I am saying this because I'm not so attached to an identity that I can't um, see say what is truth. Does that make sense? People get so attached to, I'm Jewish, so I can't talk about this or you can't talk about that. But then you're more attached to something than you're actually seeing the truth. So we're going back to science. Science is beautiful, but it's also very limited with the human construct. And humanity is not as evolved as old civilizations have been, Egyptian civilizations. They were far ahead of us, far, far ahead of us. And we are just catching up to it right now. We're just yeah. catching up. And I think there is a slight arrogance in today's time of anything that predates what we know now is, you know, it's it's just, you know, extra fluff out there. They didn't know what they were doing. They were primitive. They couldn't even, you know, fly around and everything. And I don't know, who knows? The Egyptians might have had some help there. But talk about that a little because you have a connection to ancient Egypt, right? I mean, that's the thing is we are trying. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to break this down. The silliest yep. thing that we can do that just shows um, where our consciousness is at was we are trying to figure out how they built the pyramids, mm -hmm. pyramids with our current consciousness. So that is our first biggest problem is you cannot figure out how they built the pyramids with our current consciousness because they did not have our current consciousness. Right. That's the thing. It was literally frequency and sound and vibration. And when you look more into this, you understand more of that. So us trying to figure out, oh, it was slaves. It was Jews that were slaves. I mean, where are these stories coming from? Because we're trying to figure out from a box, but the answers are outside of the box. Even Dr. Joe Dispenza said, he said, you can't tell someone like you can't oh i'm going to totally butcher this you can't read the ins or the ingredients if you're inside the jar right and yes. so you have to be outside the jar to read the ingredients but if you're sitting in the jar saying oh i know this is what it is and no there's not peanut butter in here there's not peanut butter and someone's like 
actually, if you take a look outside on the other perspective, right? And then in the other hologram, there's peanut butter in that. And then someone inside is saying, no, I can't see that because you can't see it from inside, right? So that is, that's consciousness. That's awareness. That's It's everything. That's why it's not just astrology that I talk about. Astrology is a base, but it's an understanding of more. If we've accepted the fact that we're in a quantum world, then why is astrology so out of the picture? Mm-hmm. Why? What, do we understand everything? How are we even here? Could somebody explain to me everything, how we're even here? How are we in this body? What, how is this even happening? Right. right. It's those deep introspective sort of uh, thoughts that we should have that we don't anymore. Like, I love that looking up and being like, that is amazing. That's a star million light years away right now. We're looking at history happening. It's probably not even there. Who knows? But there's just billions of these things out there. And each one is so influential. It could be on everything yeah. else and giving off frequencies. Obviously, if you see it, that is a frequency. It's not like it's not giving it off. So even that should make you think, but we don't anymore. Do you think that's the problem? I remember talking Absolutely. to Dr. Polevsky uh, about this and he's like, people don't think anymore. That's, that's the problem. That's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about here. That's, yeah. what, that's what it comes down to. The minute you're born, they want to put you in a program. They do everything they can. I mean, even TikTok, even Instagram, the yeah. fact that they're making it. I mean, I see this so clearly. They're making it creator world for the creators. They're making it sound like it's so PC and so great. But what do you, what, what's the agenda behind that? The agenda behind that is keep the monkeys busy, right? Mm-hmm. We're all monkeys. Keep mm-hmm. the monkeys busy, distract them, give them toys, give them candy, and they're not going to speak up. They're not going to do their thing. And if you try to use your content for something outside of the box, what happens? You get shadow banned. I've been yeah. shadow banned a million times, right? My account mm-hmm. can barely get more followers now. It doesn't matter how many people follow me. I'm constantly losing and you get stuck in programs. It's a different algorithm. So everything is controlled and people don't understand everything you see on your Facebook is controlled. I mean, you can talk about a blue dress. You can say, I want a new couch, right? I want a green couch and I'm your, what you're going to get ads for a green couch. So your whole life is being curated. And now it wasn't before it was just the programs from parents. And now it's literally the programs of AI. And people don't understand the intelligence of AI. And they're like, oh, they're not doing that. Are you kidding me? AI is listening to your even thought patterns right now. You don't even have to speak it out loud and it's happening. And then you see it on your phone. It's scary. But here's the thing, Danielle, people know that they acknowledge it and they still use it like that and they don't care. They're just like, oh, whatever. You know, that's what's scary to me is that you could I put so much of that out also just content about toxins and everything. And let's just say tap water, because that was a recent thing. You know, I talked about there's fluoride. There's, you know, you can find antidepressants now in tap water. Basically, there's just so much crap. PFOAs, forever uh, plastics. People still, even when you give them all that knowledge, when they show up, they say, I don't want to pay for a bottled water, tap water for me. But you know all of that and you still did it. You know Facebook's tracking you. And you're still like, ah, I love Facebook. I'll just you know post something new on it. You know, what's that about then? <laughs> and I see this. We saw this in 2020. You can give people information, but if it's outside of their state of consciousness, that means that their whole entire life is going to have to change. And it comes down to this. People are lazy and creatures of habit. I mean, mm. and I mean this with respect. Listen, I'm yep. lazy too. I, I don't mean that as I'm saying like, oh, all people and humanity is shitty. No, we are lazy. We're lazy and creatures of habit. And if it's uncomfortable and we have a pattern and we have a rhythm, most people, we even saw this in 2022, most people do not want to be leaders. And that's okay. You don't have to. You can do You can do whatever you want to do. But most people would rather be told what to do because it's easier for them because they don't have to think to go back to your question. So we saw that. 
So listen, this is why the people speaking out and people that are going against the grain, they're going to get a lot of shit because people are like, no, that's not true. Please don't do this because that means I have to change and I can't just do, you know, and I get it at the end of the day, we're all just trying to survive and it feels safe to them. So I actually have so much compassion for humanity as well as understanding that it's a big clown shit show at the same time. Listen, (laughs) and I'm a part of it too. So again, I'm not saying I'm all enlightened and mighty, but like I can observe and speak truth and be part of it at the same time. Yeah. Do you agree with Dr. David Hawkins' assessment of 80% of the population is just at a low consciousness frequency where they're just not able to really break through into where they would be seeing things differently? Yeah, so I don't know um, if it's 80%. I will speak on that, but I would agree with yes. And again, this is no judgment. This is an observation. A thousand percent. Listen, we're all in different states of consciousness. We're all in different. We exist in different dimensions. Our soul has different, you know, um, we have different DNA. Um, Our soul has different experiences and we have different soul evolutions and journeys. So we are all ascending. We can call it that word. It's a key word. We're all moving through this evolution. But yes, I would agree that most of humanity is younger souls because we come here to have these experiences. This is not an enlightened planet. You know, it's really not. I'm sure there are people that are, um, have more wisdom and have more experience. And, you know, I'm learning a lot about my soul. You know, Danielle, in some respects, is your average girl. Here I am figuring it out. This is crazy, you know, doing the best I can, you know, cleaning my house, doing my thing. And at the same time, I'm learning about my soul. My soul is ancient. My soul comes from the beginning of time. I've just learned recently that my soul was here to one of the first to help with humanity and who helped created this experiment. Okay. So I'm not saying Danielle, I'm saying my soul. So with, if I'm aware of that and I'm now at 44 coming into this awareness, imagine the souls of everyone else. But again, we're just dumbed down, medicated and don't don't have this. So I do believe there's potential, but again, not everyone is going to really ascend to higher states of consciousness because it's not their journey and their soul is not ready for it. So that was kind of a long answer to it. So I think we have a multitude of things going on, but yes, I mean, you can just look at humanity and, and again, I mean, I'm sorry, but there is a problem. If you are, I just saw this the other day in Florida, if you are in the ocean with a mask on, I am sorry, there is an issue there. And no one's around you there and you're in the ocean. Is that like mass fear psychosis is, is, is so many have stated, is that just a, a, you know, a complete like breakdown of the ability to rationally think? Uh, a thousand percent. And I, I feel so horrible for that person who is in the middle of the ocean with z- nobody around zero people around and having a mask on. I just saw this recently. Uh, no, I saw it last time I was in Miami as well. And it was a little, it was like, you know, it was shocking to see, but at the same time, you know, I, I always think of it like, man, that that's gotta be a hard life then. If that's the amount of fear, right. I have compassion. I'm not going to be like one idiot. Let me go over and tell no, him that. I have like, compassion. Yeah, I no, actually, no. When, it, when it's that extreme, sometimes I'll go over and I'll talk to them because mm-hmm. I actually want to know what's going on. And listen, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm going to save everyone, but I actually want to know what's going on because like, I, I really feel like even if you had some, you know, your immune system was down, you were doing chemotherapy, you need to be in the ocean. You need those ions. You need the salt water. You need fresh air. 
that's actually going to help you live. Incredibly healing. And I think all, all the, again, the science has shown outdoor transmission. So, you know, it's really just about small indoor spaces, but everyone's allowed to have their own beliefs and, and go with it. But when you start to see that truly kind of harming others, that's when it gets a little bit tough to, to sort of be behind it and say, let's, you know, you do your thing, I'm going to do mine, especially when you're trying to push it on other people. I think that's where the bottom line was, go ahead, mask up all you want, triple, quadruple if you want. That's cool. You're going to be super protected against me and my terrible germs I'm spreading. But don't try and do that to me then. Just like so many people live unhealthy lives, that is their choice. Absolutely. I don't, and I'll put in the extra time, effort, money to live a more healthy lifestyle. But it's not, it, And that's the thing. It's like when we got to the point of my vaccine's not going to work if you don't have yours, that's when we're, this is a psychosis. Mm. I mean, if you believe in the vaccine and you want to get it, then the vaccine should work. If you are got the vaccine and you truly believe in it, then you are protected. And what someone else does or doesn't do, and this is where the fear, and this is where we go back to the emotional intelligence and the regulating our nervous system is we're not taught this. And everyone was such in survival mode of their, and they were being irrational. And when you're in fear, you act irrational. We all do this. And that's exactly what happened. So if someone were to come to you, Danielle, and said, I, I want to work with you because I am stuck in fear. I am stuck in an irrational space I could see. I am not feeling well, not feeling, you know, like I'm at all connected and just always kind of, you know, isolated. How would you work with them? Because I know there's no one answer of, oh, I tell them to do this and they get better. No. But how would you begin that process of working with them? What would you kind of take them through? Well, I don't do any more one-to-one clients, but I did that for about nine years. Mm. And I do more group programs now. And so it's the same thing that I would teach to a group. And it all comes down to, we have to, first and foremost, we just have to pause. We have to stop. There's so much noise going on around us. There's so much distraction. There's so much, we get like psychosis in our own mind, right? And we're spinning and spinning. So we need to just stop. We need to take a deep breath. And that's why I do my moon circles once a month. I keep them low. They're like $33. So everyone can join. They're so powerful because what I'm doing is I'm holding space in this container so that your nervous system can surrender because I am not the healer. You are the healer. Everyone is a healer. When you can relax your nervous system, feel safe, you can then hear the messages from spirit. And this is not woo-woo. We can call it spirit. You can call it your higher self. You can call it your soul. You can call it God. You can call it the universe. I'm not getting into semantics here. It doesn't matter at this point. The point is we are all connected. What is scary is when we go around pretending that that is weird. No, no, no. That is weird if you want to call it when we can't hear that, when we're not connected. That is not being an actual human. The first place is, excuse me, to pause and to breathe and to surrender and to come back into our body. Because what happens, we're all floating around here all day long. We're here, we're here, we're here. We're we're not in our bodies. We're not. So we have to come back in. We're here on this human earth um, to be in our body. We're not here to just, you know, blast off, do LSD all day long and just, (laughs) you know, sure. I know people microdose LSD. There could be beautiful benefits of that. But the point is, those are moments. If people want to do plant medicine, we, we're here to be in our body, right? We're here to be in this human experience. So we got to come back in our body. And then when we're in our body, what happens when we're quiet? Oh, I'm sad. I'm feeling an emotion. I, I want to cry. Okay, 
than cry. I have to say something. This is so interesting. I've been doing this work for 14 years. Over and over again, I have worked with women and women tell me afterwards, I didn't even think about this. They say, but after working with you or doing your courses or whatever, I started getting my period again. And they're like, I wasn't getting my period for years or something was wrong. And so I've kind of joked that I'm the period whisperer, but what's really happening is I'm giving people a safe space to be back in their body and to feel their emotions. Mm. Because what happens is we're escaping, we're shoving them down. We're not connecting with ourselves. We're not connecting with our sacral, with the pleasure, with anything, with any moment, with any joy, with any of your emotions. And when we come back into our body, guess what happens? Our body starts working again. When we start breathing, when we start grounding, when we start getting morning sun, when we start um, doing Tai Chi, yoga, dance, joy, right? Um, using red light at night. You know, when we start creating an environment for our body to thrive in, again, mind, body, soul, the body knows what to do, which is what happened after my explant, which we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. The body knows what to do if you give it the right conditions. So my job as a teacher is to help create the container ask them questions, guide them. I know my field is an activator. It helps people transform. I know that about myself, but it's really, you are your own healer. I'm not doing anything except holding the space because that's a gift that I have and asking you questions and showing you your shadows so that you can move through this and transform. I mean, there's obviously more, but that's in a nutshell. Sure. And I, I will say this, you are the ultimate self-healing gangster. You just got to trust in yourself and give yourself the space to be that gangster, right? To live that out yes, and just allow it. it to happen. Yep. So I, I love that. Now you have the moon ceremony. What other events, uh, teachings, offerings do you have going on? Oh God, I have so many things. So I have You're my busy, I know. <laughs> monthly, um, I have a new membership that I'm starting that's going to be monthly um, astrological calls for the monthly overview of the energy, but with me, it's not just astrology. So we're, we're talking about the body. We're talking about emotions. So this is going to be very important on how to regulate emotions, but we're using the blueprint of the cosmos because we are not avoidant of the cosmos as, okay, what is going on in the backdrop? And then how do we move through this in an emotional aspect to heal ourselves? So that membership is coming. I have a program called soul link where I created, I'm doing module four coming up soon. This is basically understanding your soul, understanding your human, your body, and integrating it. So I wish I had this when I was having my awakening. That's why I created it. I've created courses called Purposely Divine, steps to help you move through your journey. And also I have Astrology Mystery School Level 1, 2, and 3 to help you understand your soul blueprint, which is your birth chart. So again, it's not about me telling you. It's about you giving you the tools to, that you could understand the archetypes. And I'm teaching you how to read your soul blueprint. So that is really beautiful. And then we also have a new course coming out. Um, I think you might have saw I've um decorating my house, my background's in interior design, and I love it. And so I'm fusing the skills of interior design to show people how to create a safe environment, right? For our root chakra, but also the energetics of the home and what it does and how your home is an extension of self. So that course is coming soon as well. And then there's many more coming. I love that because, you know, as we kind of shortly discussed before we jumped on was that idea of building a healing sanctuary of yes. minimalism, of not cluttering things and, you know, cluttering your mind at the same time and keeping a space around you that is prone for healing, not the opposite. And so much of what we have today is sick building syndrome and everything and just design itself 
such a beautiful thing because then you could design your own life as well, yeah. you feel like, right? My whole entire house, I feel like it's a biohacking. I just got a filtration <laughs> system. I have only red lights on that I turn on at night. Um, I have my amp coil. I have my red light. Yep. I mean, it's just like, you know. No, I love it. I love it. Well, Danielle, thank you so much. I'm going to bring you back on one second to do talk about the explant, and you guys can listen to that in the next podcast. But Danielle, thank you again so much for sharing your story and all this wisdom. Thank you so much for having me here. I so appreciate it. And just a final note, we are all cosmic and energetic beings. The quicker we wake into this truth, the healthier we can become body, mind, and spirit. You could connect with Danielle and follow her energy updates on Instagram at I am Danielle Page or her website at danielpage.com. Until next time, continue writing your own healing story.